0: Hello and welcome to a panel discussion bonus of the Grand Geekery Show where I and Tyler talk to amazing guests about certain subjects regarding the news, rumors, opinions, and awareness in the geek community. This is a way for us to kind of show you what panels are like outside of conventions since we can't have conventions at the moment. Today we're talking about anime musicians in the convention scene. If you go to anime conventions or you don't go to anime conventions, music is a very, very, very big thing in the anime community, especially at the convention scene. And today I have awesome people with me. I have uh, Sam from Captain Savvy. I have a Minx from Midnight Shinigami. I have Martin from Driving Re- Recklessly with Seatbelts. And I have Floudis Acacia, who is also part of the Indigo. Oh my God, I forgot what they're called now. <laughs> the Indigo Goes
1: Ensemble.
0: Indigo Goes Ensemble. Oh my God, I was so, I was, I was right there. I just, forgot, <laughs> I just forgot the ensemble. I was like, wait a minute. So thank you everybody for being here today. Uh, how, how are y'all doing? How are you doing with the quarantine?
2: The quarantine, you know what it is for musicians and performers who like to perform and be in front of people, the quarantine is the worst thing in the world that could happen because <laughs> we're all really, really missing our fans, missing our stage, missing our friends. And I know a lot of people are trying to do the uh, the virtual thing to try to do their performances, but I, I, can't, I can only speak for myself when I say I, I hate that. Uh, I can't wait for us to be back and playing in front of people again. And, yeah. And, yeah, so but it, it's a little rough, but we're working on it, and there's ways around it. Like we're uh, me and another project, we're playing a show tonight uh, in Camarillo with the social distancing guides enforced outside. So you know, hopefully, as things open up, we'll we'll start to be playing more.
0: Oh, that's fun. That's cool. All right, how about you, Minx?
3: You know, things have been difficult for us as well because with us having so many members and everyone, you know having their own families and things like that and us living in different areas you know depending on what area you're living in there's more lockdown than others yeah so for us like we haven't seen each other we haven't had a single rehearsal so it's just a lot of downtime for us and so i would have to say right now things are pretty inactive because we're waiting until we can actually get close enough to people without fear of spreading the covid
0: yeah absolutely how about you martin
4: yeah, I would have to second that. With withings, our members haven't met with uh, with each other. Like we are an eleven person band, so definitely, and we're all living in different counties, so it has been difficult to actually plan rehearsals. So that we we haven't been able to meet. Yeah, but at least we could still connect with each other through Discord and other various methods. Like sometimes we do movie nights, movie nights just watching together. At least keep the connection going
0: with uh, with the other band members. And uh, how about you, Acacia?
1: So, as far as the trio is concerned, we haven't met up for rehearsal in a little bit yet. We typically only meet up when we're about to perform somewhere. And if all our performances getting postponed slash canceled, haven't met up, we've still been able to connect. There's only, if you count our social media manager, there's only four of us. So we've been able to stay connected virtually. And we have met up for other stuff a couple of times but we haven't rehearsed. As far as my solo stuff goes, um, I was pretty broken up when everything first started, um, with everything I wanted to do getting canceled. And doing weekly live streams on my Instagram, and that's been keeping people engaged and yeah. gets me to learn new music, so it's been fun that way.
0: Absolutely, and we'll definitely talk about engagement during these times as well uh, later on in this podcast. But uh, you know, first off, I-, I would really like love to under um, kind of know maybe the history of y'all's band. Um, You know, with Captain Savvy, you guys, you know, you guys have uh, what is it a five person band, right?
2: Uh, we we kind of our members kind of come in and out. We've had uh, I think seven different lineups in six years. So oh wow! Currently it's it's just me, my wife, and and our bass player Ben. But we're always looking for more players.
0: Absolutely. All right. And then and with Minks I think you have oh seven because you have flau- you've you have a flautist. You have you bass, uh, a guitarist, drummer. Right. How many people?
3: Uh, we do not have a flautist. We have a violinist.
0: Violinist. I meant sorry. I was good morning it's 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 early quarantine (laughs) quarantine brain (laughs) sorry
3: I I, I did I totally did try to get Acacia to join our band though because you know (laughs) I'm usually trying to make it as orchestral as possible because you know there's a lot of great songs that will have these little flute bits to it but you know she she politely declined and you know said she had her own project it's like totally
0: absolutely yeah I well you know the violin and flute are just so similar, so I'm just kidding um <laughs> what? I'm just joking, and then Martin, you have like what two three people in your in your in your whole orchestra? No, I'm just kidding, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,, <laughs>
4: two two three, so we have like about eleven to twelve, so your whole shtick is being like this jazz jazz anime band
0: yeah but... i'm I, I'm yep. sure scheduling you know scheduling with everybody is like the easiest thing for you guys i'm I'm sure I'm sure oh, that you yeah. never. Any issues whatsoever. (laughs)
4: Everyone's able to go and everyone's able to come in on time. And yeah, it's all perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Acacia, you know, with you and you have uh, three, you know, in the Indiegogo, there's three of you guys, right? That's correct. Perfect. Uh, So how did everybody, how did y'all's groups and bands and whatever you guys want to call call yourselves, you know, how how do you guys, uh, sorry, I'm going to do that again. How did you guys kind of get a start? I'll, I'll start off with you again, Sam.
2: Well, how we got started was, um, I love telling this story, so cut me off when I get long, but uh, 10 years ago, I was that irritating guy who would go to every convention with his acoustic guitar, and uh, I wasn't really that into anime. I just liked to uh, get in, go to the parties, and hang out with people, and and I didn't know much about that scene, but I had my guitar with me, and I'd I'd play in the hallways, and there were a few other guys that would also play, and I found that... um, one at one time we had three guitar players playing and 50 people in a little hallway (laughs) singing along to the uh be a man from mulan and i thought well this is cool and uh, this is kind of fun and and i want to see what you know people seem to be enjoying this and, and it seems to be going pretty well so our first convention that i did was uh anime kanji about six years ago and i guess um there was this uh our, our former manager who, who reached out to me and said, you know, you should make a, a panel out of this and why don't you do something with your captain persona that came about from uh of all places YowieCon, yeah, um, <laughs> and <laughs> so uh said, well sure, let's try that. And we we created this thing called Captain's Silly Sing-Along Crew, which I thought was the dumbest name for a project ever, but it <laughs> stuck for the first one. And uh we um we had this set list of maybe five or six songs that be considered anime nerdy and the rest was just you know current pop acoustic stuff that everyone knew and could sing along to yeah and i was petrified i thought nobody's gonna go to this thing um but thankfully i had some friends who were able to get the word out and um it was myself and two ukulele players at that time oh that and we were able cool. to fill a room yeah it was really really <laughs> different than what it is now anime, um, anime
0: kanji and- is a completely different type of convention it's it's so tight-knit compared to a lot of other conventions i've been to especially anime ones especially now where like everything is like literally within like i i would say like 50 feet of each of, of themselves Where every like where other anime conventions take up like a whole floor of like a convent- of like a hotel or a convention center or just multiple buildings like ala but
2: mm-hmm Oh, absolutely it was that was at the town and country in san diego because i remember that yeah, that is a very intimate venue and a lot of people you can get around and do that so anyway that was a hit and uh decided well let's keep this going uh brought on a keyboard player and a bass player and um just kept kind of signing up for more cons and, and what happened what, what i kind of stumbled across was that um we weren't really a band as much as we were trying to focus on the sing-along aspect because we had yeah. the lyrics on the screens and, and the, the whole point was saying like well This is not really about, you know, we're not trying to be rock stars here. What we're trying to do is create something where our community can get together and sing together to something they all enjoy, which is the the anime subculture. So it's been really cool to kind of have that kind of that humility. And I think it's been enough to drive us is to say like, Hey, you know, this isn't really about us. What what we want the most is for our um, audience, if you can call it that, um, to kind of take the forefront and sing loudly and, It's so fulfilling to see people, you know, locking arms, holding hands, singing loudly and having a great time. (laughs) So that's been the driving force to kind of keep the project going.
0: All right. That's awesome. How about you?
3: Well, I will start kind of like because in a sense, it starts in my own personal history. And I'm going to date myself here. My first anime convention was in 1999. That is back when Anime Expo was just in one hall of the Anaheim Convention Center. And then from there, uh, 2001 was when I won my first karaoke contest. And then from there, I moved on to idol competitions. And then, you know, then Battle of the Bands was becoming a thing. And I was like, okay, well, you know, to do Battle of the Bands, you have to have a band. So basically, I started putting a band together. And then, you know, luckily for us, the first time we even tried, we won our first Battle of the Bands competition. And just after that, you know, since that was the first thing that we were trying to play was that ballad bands. Then from there, we went and started playing at conventions. And, you know, just my whole thing was like, I really like to showcase the talent of my bandmates. So we usually tend to pick like difficult songs to play, but are also still popular. So that's kind of, Like our theme is, you know, like really heavy metal, you know, difficult music and, you know, basically to have fun. Yeah. So even though we don't really do much as far as YouTube, um, we have some recordings online, you know, through Spotify and, you know, all the other ways that you can stream music we have some recordings on there, but our main goal is just to go out and have fun. And then, if you're not having fun, why do it?
0: Absolutely. And if you also listen to this podcast, you definitely know Midnight Shinigami music because you guys, because you guys did our music. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um. So yeah, that's awesome. So Martin, how did you get a bunch of uh, a bunch of orchestra people to come together <laughs> and band people to come together and uh, do and, and do some weeb stuff?
4: So I, I have to, uh, to go, going back with the start of Driving Recklessly, I wasn't actually there from the start. So Driving Recklessly's history was, it was a much smaller band. I, it's still pretty large, I, but it wasn't, it's 11 to 12 members, maybe closer to six, I believe, six or seven. At the beginning? And yeah. At the, oh, the, wow. the beginning. And their first year of actually performing in front of people was in, uh, at, Anime Expo for uh, Anime, Anime Expo's Battle of the Bands for 2012 and they actually won first place on that one. Oh wow. So, yeah, so that was that was that was a pretty cool thing. And then they started they they wanted to get more people to join their group and I was and one of my friends actually uh got, uh uh, rec- uh, recommended me to one of the uh, guitar players to the group, so they called me up and I thought it was a shady at first because he asked me to go to their place just for a rehearsal. So I'm like, uh, okay, but I showed up. Isn't that how and most
0: was, bands and was, things was, happen, though? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but like, I, I didn't know, I didn't know this
4: person, so I was like, oh. okay, but <laughs> I, I'll go check them out. I'll go check them out. And we I, we went over, brought over my trumpet, and then we played some of the songs that they had, and it was pretty cool. So over the years, we started uh, from that moment. Over the years, we started planning gigs at other cons. I wouldn't say we really booked them inside the con themselves. It's more like we played outside of this, outside the convention on the street, just trying to gather a crowd and a following. But it was still fun. Like the the following year at AX, it was during we didn't get to book a performance then, but during day zero when that was a thing before they started mailing off their everyone's passes and everything, we stood outside of the line and just played for people and that was that was interesting, it was fun. And eventually we started to get trombones and other and singers, uh, specific singers to say sing, uh to to perform in a group. And
0: yeah, that's that's how Driving Recklessly came to be. That's awesome. I actually want to know how, how, where did the name come from?
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Driving Recklessly, um if I remember correctly, Driving Reckless Driving recklessly was actually a homage to the original band, I believe, who played the Cowboy, uh, Cowboy Bebop uh, intro sequence. Tank. I think they were called Driving Recklessly. So we tried, we took the name, but we didn't want to just be like, "Hey, we're driving recklessly," because that's that's their that's their name. So like, what if we added seatbelts? Like, let's say let's let's like Driving Recklessly without uh, with seatbelts. At least okay. We're no wait no it wasn't with it wasn't driving recklessly it was seat belts the seat belts i was wrong the seat belts was the actual name of the band and we just decided to add driving recklessly with seat belts there we go
0: oh okay but, all right I, mean, I was gonna say like like midnight shinigami like it, ma- it makes sense like especially like you know like with minx's persona like how like the band looks i mean at least like like minx is there a story behind midnight shinigami before i carry on that acacia sorry acacia
3: Um, Well, the thing is, is we wanted a band name that would be easy for people to understand, like... You know, Midnight, okay, yeah, like, we're dark, yeah. we're metal, but Shinigami is also a Japanese term that a lot of people that like anime are familiar with. Yeah. And, you know, Shinigami, Gods of Death, of course, that's got to be metal, AF. <laughs> so, you know, that that's just kind of how that went. We kind of wanted, like, a half and half because, like, yeah, none of us are Japanese. Like yeah. we had one Japanese drummer at one time. But primarily we're just a bunch of, you know, multiracial nerds getting together to play Japanese music. So we wanted to, you know, respect, you know, both sides of the coin there.
0: Absolutely. You just wanted to weeb out, and that makes sense. Uh and then with Captain oh, and the Captain Savvy with the Captain Persona, and then you you sing very savvy and uh and, and, and there's <laughs> and there's a sing along. It makes it makes sense. Acacia. How did you get the name Acacia? I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> are you born. there? Acacia? Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So, Acacia, how did you form the Indiegogo? And also, how did you kind of just want to perform also solo at conventions?
1: Okay, I'll start with the band because you said that first and also that came first. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, spring 2015, um, me and a bunch of people, we all went to Cal State San Bernardino. We were in the music program together. And um, every quarter, um, there would be the uh, the Coyote Music Showcase. It was basically um, people to showcase either themselves or little groups that they created outside of class to perform on stage. And the quarter before that, um, I saw the trombone quartet do... Um, the Super Mario Brothers theme, I thought, huh, we could do that sort of thing in the flute section. So, um, grabbed Courtney, who's still in the group, and at the time, it was our friend Matthew, I was like, hey, like, if I wrote out some music from Zelda or something, do you think you guys would want to do that at Small Ensembles Night? And they both enthusiastically went heck yeah. <laughs> and then somebody else brought up cosplay and I'm like, you guys would really do that? So um, that was our first time we ever performed. We did um, music from Majora's Mask. Oh, that's um, awesome. And I was dressed up like Zelda. Um, Courtney was dressed up like Link. So we And our third friend, Matthew, he was Collar, and he wore all blue and we made him fairy wings and he was Navvy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was actually originally going to call it the Triforce Trio, but then um, one of the other girls in the foot section, Miranda, uh, she wanted to get involved and she did some auxiliary percussion during it. She put on yellow and put on yellow wings and she was Tattle. And so I stole the name The Indigo Goes from the band that performs in Majora's Mask. I added ensemble to oh. it for the sake of social media and not being a straight up ripoff. Um, Over the course of, like, a year, the group changed a little bit. We had a bass clarinet player at one point. I actually did have, like, a six-person group once, and I will never do that again. Um,
0: <laughs> because it was so easy to rehearse and get together? I'm kidding. Uh, it was so
1: easy to rehearse and get together, and everyone's skill level was completely the same. Oh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, We started performing at conventions. Um, The first con we ever did was actually in 2016 at NerdCon, which happened that time and then doesn't exist anymore um it just like happened to meet one of the people in charge of the entertainment because they were advertising at our local ball game for some reason (laughs) um but then after that we started regularly performing at conventions um TitanCon 2018 was like first one in a line of conventions we've been consistently playing at since we've graduated
0: okay absolutely um yeah, thank you guys for, for letting you know, let me know like the history of y'all's bands and I I, I love it. I, I also want to know, you know, like with forming the stuff and also going to conventions. You guys all kinda of told me as to why you went to anime conventions. What is something that you you know that you guys have been kind of learning going along as to just kind of finding uh your place a little bit more and more every year or every convention?
1: Well, I've learned that there's actually a lot of conventions that don't necessarily look per. Look for performers. Since I'm a smaller group, it's easy enough for me to apply to a panel and have that be our performance, Mm. if that makes sense. That's probably the biggest thing that I've figured out as far as getting booked at a con.
0: Okay, absolutely. How about you, Martin?
4: Um, hmm. One thing I guess we'd learn at conventions, I mean, aside from just playing with it, we just... Ooh. I don't know. Uh, I guess I would have to say, like, what we what we learned is just basically how to connect with people yeah. with the convention scene. Because most uh, from when we started, we just really just went there and performed and just just signed up and didn't really connect with the community a bit more. But then we got to know more of the community. We met other people from from other bands, such as Minks, and Shinigami But we've but. Yeah, we were able to set up more gigs that way because of those connections within the community.
0: Absolutely. And you guys also, you know, like y- y'all still kind of perform a little bit outside of the conventions as well. And that's kind of engaging. That's a way for you guys to kind of also engage with people outside of where you perform inside.
4: Exactly. It's like some of those people that we met at conventions started booking us to do other things outside of convention scenes. So It mm-hmm. was it was great.
0: Absolutely. How about you, Minx?
3: Well, for us, I would say, you know, from the beginning, because since we started winning a battle of bands, you know, me being younger and naive, you know, I thought that, you know, people would just start, you know, trying to book us right away. And I learned very quickly that, you know, people aren't really looking for that kind of thing. So you really have to sell yourself. And then over the years, another thing that I really learned is be prepared for anything, Like bring extra gear, bring things that you may think you don't need, because there's been situations like where we showed up and, you know, there weren't microphone stands or, you know, maybe the person running the room didn't really understand how to work the PA system. So, I mean, if it weren't for like me having really talented and really knowledgeable bandmates, like sometimes we probably wouldn't have been able to play if we didn't come overly prepared.
0: Yeah. That's how I feel about like with everything with my panels as well. I just bring like every single kind of like like if I have a laptop and I have like a we have a um like a presentation or something like that. I'm like I'm gonna bring every single type of converter ever created, (laughs) just so I can make sure that my work is seen. But yeah, no, that's 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 very very smart and um yeah yeah.
3: Uh, and, and the other thing that I learned, too, is basically if you don't ask for something, well, then you're never going to get it. So it just yeah. kind of got to a point where if we were starting to get booked out of town, well, I'd tell them like, hey, you know, we would love to come play there, but there are just some things that we would need. So basically, you know, taking a very diplomatic position and, you know, just talking like one person to another saying like hey we would love to come do this there's just things we need like if you can do this this would make things easier for us and make it so that we can come play enjoy ourselves give you the best show that we can and you know hopefully it's mutually beneficial
0: absolutely yeah that's awesome thank you and uh what what about you sam
2: um Very similar to to that side, especially on the preparedness of equipment. Now, the big thing we did that went a long way is, uh, yeah, also bring your own gear, but the uh, people that run sound for these events are your best friend. (laughs) And whether you want to make sure that they like you, you want to make sure you're friendly with them, that you take care of them, give them credit during your show because they work very hard and they're the most unappreciated people in the music industry. (laughs) So by showing them some love, by showing them some courtesy... They, they talk to their bosses. They talk to the conheads. They talk to people and say, hey, Captain Savvy was great. They took good care of us. They were respectful, and we felt great working with them. And mm-hmm. that, that goes such a long way, just being cool with people. And mistakes happen. Sometimes people yeah. don't have the right equipment. Sometimes people don't have the right things. Um, I have no problem with breaking my bass player's back, making him carry uh, equipment to all of these shows. So he, he knows what he's doing. T- he's going to laugh when he hears this. But um, we always bring extra... Music stands, speakers, gear, stuff we don't need, and bring it hoping we don't need it, but always better to have it. And the other thing that's been good for us staying booked, and, and I'm going to use uh, Anime Expo as an example. We, one year we closed out the, the Lounge 21 in uh, Anime Expo, and that oh, was wow. kind of our thing. And, and then the next year we didn't, oh. but so many people came to Anime Expo's Lounge 21 for that Sunday slot. And when we went there, they said, "Hey, what the heck? Where'd they go?" We love that. That was a great way to end the con. So, when mm. you get good word of mouth going, when you're friendly with everybody, yeah. and when people feel like you know you're you're engaging with them and you're having a good time with them, good things happen. That's awesome.
0: That's yeah. Like um, like closing out. That's so cool. That's so that's so awesome, man. righty. and you know when. Oh. oh, sorry.
2: No, I say, like, oh, we love that. That's that's the oh. best part of AX is closing <laughs> it out. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And see, so, you know, w- so what's the difference between you know having fans outside of a convention or you know maybe even online with posting videos and and everything like that, and then also having them at the anime convention themselves? Like, with especially with you, Sam, since you guys do pop music, some not like or uh, sorry, current music, a lot. You know, I you guys could definitely even have a fan base outside of the anime convention. You know, if, if you start posting online, you know, how would you how do you or how would you want uh, each and every one of you guys want to kind of establish and kind of you know treat the different fans that are at the anime convention scene and also just in general and uh this time i'll start off with uh with Minks.
3: well the thing is like we're so strictly niche that we don't really book outside of conventions because basically that's what we agreed to do from the get-go was strictly do anime covers and just leave it at that. Yeah. So, I mean, I would just say basically outside of that, like we've played in little Tokyo a couple of times, but yeah, I mean, things have changed so much out there that, you know, I don't think it's really set up for like how big our band is. Like basically we're to the point now where we need a sizable stage and sound system. So and and again like since we're just anime I don't really see us booking local bars and things just to play Japanese music that half the crowd isn't going to understand anyway.
0: <laughs> I mean uh, I mean I don't know man. I mean especially like in LA L.A.'s a weird scene man. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah there there was one time that we were supposed to play at the Viper Room like we were going to be playing with other fellow artists doing similar music. But um, unfortunately, just because the way the event was run, we eventually had to bow out because our time get kept getting pushed earlier and earlier and earlier to the point where we weren't even going to make it even if we rushed after work. And it's oh, like, wow. who's going to go to a show 5 p.m. on a Monday? Nobody.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, man. All right. Uh, what about you, Martin? For
3: Uh,
4: uh Ark. What we do specifically to try to keep up with our fans outside. Well, it's, it's, we were actually surprised that we even have fans outside, but uh, the fact that people know us, it's, it makes us, makes us feel good about that. But what we're trying to do to keep up with that is like, we do have a YouTube page, but we don't really update that as much, but we're trying to now we're trying to do more recordings, especially in house since we do, we are one of our drummer, our main drummer, he, he owns uh. a, uh, uh, recording studios that's what we're trying to do we're trying to push ourselves out there a bit more um and mostly most of our he also sets up most of our gigs some of them most of them are at, at bars surprisingly i when i first heard that we we're doing bar gigs i didn't think that that people as, as Nick's is saying people would like to hear a bunch of anime music and stuff but we also play a lot of video game tracks and a lot of people do know about that and then yeah and even JoJo's a big hit at the bar scenes, apparently. People would walk by and they'd recognize <laughs> that it's from JoJo. And they'd start walking in and start singing along. It's it's really great. So, and yeah. And then other th- uh, gigs that uh, we get outside for outside, is just like some friends would be hosting their own uh, maid cafes or anything uh, outside socials, and they'd ask us to join and perform. And that's always a nice nice thing to do to help out those small little yeah. Dudes. Perform, uh, Beatles performances for those small events. It's pretty cool.
2: Of course. How about you, Sam? Well, thankfully, we live in the era of the normalization of weed culture. So that makes it a lot easier to kind of branch out outside. Now, as far as fans go, I'd say most of it exists in the con scene. But we have yeah. done uh, bar shows. And the way to do that, if anyone's listening, saying, well, how do we do it? What well, we decided is we go to the owner of a bar, if we've worked with them before, and we say, let's do a special if you get a dollar off your drinks, if you show up in cosplay. And we did that. And what happens is you get all these people showing up in cosplay to these bars. And then the normies walk in. And at first, they're a little bit like, whoa, what's going on? Ah, I don't like it. And then after they see everyone having a good time getting into it, they go, oh, my gosh, this is a really fun night. So kind of piggybacking off that normalcy. Yeah. I don't know that we have too many uh, fans in the, in the online sphere. But Ben, uh, the bass player, we had a long talk this last week about saying, let's do a, a sing-along quote-unquote on the internet and put up the slides so people can you know, get in a, in a Google Doc so everyone can just pull up the lyrics and kind of sing along that way and, and, and try that on and see how that goes. So, Oh, that's great. I um, like that idea. Yeah. The Captain Savvy Sing-Along Crew has always been a passion project for me. So it's not something I've been that worried about making any money on or trying to make it grow beyond this, uh, what it already is. Frankly, I'm blown away. It's as big as it is. <laughs> Having said that, I'll I'll get my ego checked too. Like the highest one one time, uh, somebody at a convention asked me if I was cosplaying Captain Savvy, and that was <laughs> that was a pretty awesome. Uh, that that that's <laughs> the was, that's the best compliment I, I feel like you could ever get. <laughs> it's up there, but it was followed up by ten guys asking me if I was Captain Obvious. So you get your highs and your lows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay. i feel so... on
3: such a personal level, let me tell you.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, totally opposite. Like, I think after the first couple of years of the band, like, people would recognize me. But ever since then, like, literally um, a few years ago, I was standing around with some friends at a convention. I think it was Animega, And um, we had played the day before. And I was standing there with a couple of my friends, Huvé uh, of Huvé Travels and Eugen, who wrote the Cosplay in America photography books. So we're just standing around and talking. And this girl comes up to us and she's just got like this starstruck look in her eyes. And she just goes straight to Eugen like, oh my God, I love your book so much. And I'm like, wow. Like, I... It was kind of like a humbling moment for me, because it was like, I played yesterday, I was dressed up and everything. And here I was the next day. And here's, here comes someone and me with my big ego was like, Oh, she must be here for me. Nope, totally for Egypt. And I, I kind of got my ego deflated a little bit that day. So I was definitely humbled then. But I was just like, wow, I, a guy, I, a guy who wrote a book. Just like got a girl crying over him. That has never happened to me. I've never had anyone be so starstruck they start crying.
0: (laughs) I think the only thing I've ever gotten was like, "Oh, do you work here?" I'm like, "No, I don't. I don't work here." (laughs) 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 How about you, Acacia? Acacia.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Um. All right. As I mean, as far as my group is concerned, we pretty much just do conventions, and that's our thing. We all kind of have. Everything else that's going on in our lives, and us going out and playing at conventions is kind of our way to come together, have fun, and get a con being weebs. Um Me personally, though, because um, I do my own solo thing. I've been doing that at conventions for like a year now. There is like a little bit of a difference between like how things are online versus like in the convention scene. Like it's hilarious to me. There's some conventions that I go to. And I'll, like, get a bunch of people cheering with, like, the weeb crap and stuff. And then there's some conventions I go to where I've literally got, like, two people in the entire panel room. So it's just, it's, con scene's wild. Yeah. So, yeah, but as far as, like, you know, like, I mostly am on Instagram as of late. And I'll get people commenting, like, I do, what I've been doing is, like, um, these weekly live streams, and I'll be like, "Oh, send me requests," and then I'll do the requests and like put a, like a little clip up, and people get like so excited to hear their favorite Weeb <laughs> stuff. It's great. <laughs> um, absolutely. So yeah, I don't, I don't know where I was going with that.
0: Oh, you're fine. I, I think like the last like con slash event, whatever you want to call it thing, like you know we were at, you and I were at. Oh, and also Martin because Martin also threw it was the <laughs> was the OMG market. Sorry, Martin. I keep. You do everything. It's just hard. It's hard to keep up. Um, <laughs> OMG's lit. Oh, yeah, o- o- OMG <laughs> is lit. But but occasionally like, people get so excited for you and they know who you are and it, it's it's so cool. And like you know, I I've been around. Um, you know, like I'm not too familiar with with the music scene. Like I, I I like I like every single one of you guys who are on here. You know, and M- Minx, and I mean, you and I are pretty close. We've hung out and everything. I think you're great. You know, Acacia. You know, you and I hung out. You know, Martin. You do stuff for ggg all the time and you're definitely one of my really good friends out here and like you know i, I and sam we got to hang out at ala and that was like one of the coolest nights um like you, you were so awesome like fun. all of you guys are so great and wonderful people and and like i i love hearing your stories and love hearing about all this stuff and like and it really sucks during these times that we don't have these events you know for us to be together and also for you guys to perform and do the things that you guys love and also i've been working so hard for um you know with Everything coming back, it's going to be very different. It's going to be very kind of scary, uh, or it's scary to think about it because we don't know if it's going to be scary or not. But it's scary to think about it. You know, how are you guys getting prepared to make a comeback in IRL? You know, with 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 all the insanity of what's happening in the world, and when conventions do start rolling back in. And I'll start this time with uh, who have I who haven't I started off with first yet, um, Martin.
4: See. Um, that's actually a really, really good question. For that, um, I guess like in the meantime, like what we've been doing is we've been talking about some new songs, some new ways. I mean, well, and it's actually, some new ways to even grab attention with with the community because it you're you're right with that. This whole this whole quarantining has made it difficult, and it's not just gonna be we're gonna go straight. Go, everything's gonna go back to normal and we could just just do things the way we have been. It's things are gonna be different. So on top of writing new songs for when when the convention scene comes back, we've actually talked about new ways of performing to people. So one is such as do do like an online band performance in VR chat. You kinda of wanna do something like that. Just just so more people could hear about us and yeah. and kinda of expect to expect to see us and And, and I guess that's, 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 that's our plan. I don't know anything else other, and also, yeah, booking outside gigs, of course. But aside from that, that's, that's, that's what we've been planning on.
0: That's great. Alrighty. Uh, How about you? I'll go with uh, Sam this time. How about you, Sam?
2: Well, uh, as I said before, we're talking about doing one uh, virtual sing-along. The thing is, I've got the tech savvy of an 85-year-old man. So, (laughs) A lot of these kind of virtual or, or digital sides of that are are a little harder for me to kind of keep up with and do. So basically what I'm doing is just kind of following the guidelines. Um booking in counties that are opening up a little earlier. Just kinda, of, you know, doing what what we what we feel is safe and responsible, but still trying to get out there and, and, and perform when we can. It, it's a waiting game. You know, we're sad that some of the conventions have uh have been canceled or, or postponed and it's 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 sad to see it. But I feel, you know, in time, it, it is going to slowly and gradually get back to normal. And whether that takes a year or two, that's that's fine. That's the case. We'll still be here.
0: That's good. All righty. How about you, Acacia?
1: Um, lately, I've been looking into a lot of, like, there's so... There's been a lot more than I've realized, just virtual sort of, like, oh, we're doing this convention over Discord or through a Twitch stream or whatever. So I've been trying to look more into those. Um there's been a few of the conventions that have been postponed that have reached out and been like, "Hey, we're gonna do a virtual thing. Do you guys still want to be a part of it?" Yeah. So looking, so looking a lot more into that. Um, at and Instagram streaming, I've started doing Twitch streaming personally. That's been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> The setup of it is so weird to me. I'm just used to, oh, I hit play on this thing and it plays over a speaker. But now it's like, oh, I have to do this thing on my computer and be in front of this microphone. It's different for me.
0: Yeah. Twitch is, Twitch is, yeah. I, you know, well, you, you've seen my streams. I it, it's it's They're growing pains.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, your stream's doing pretty well, though. It's oh, fun. Th- thank you. <laughs> even though i'm not there all the time (laughs) no i
0: i appreciate it i yeah it's been working way too hard on it but what so i mean do you have kind of a plan or even like a um or you know or just a slightest idea of even like just the rollout of the real conventions coming in i mean how are you going to get prepared to just go back are you going to go full force or like i mean what is your plan
1: as full force as the as the group feels comfortable yeah honestly
0: Absolutely. Oh, man.
1: All right. How about you, Minx?
3: Oh, man. Well, I guess in a sense, this time I'm glad you put me last because um, <laughs> and, and you know what? I'm I'm going to just openly admit something right now, which is something I haven't really talked to anyone about outside of one of my bandmates. But um, even though COVID-19 has, you know, obviously it's a really terrible thing for me personally, it couldn't have come at a better time because I'm at the point right now where I'm experiencing a lot of burnout. Mm. Um, I've always been the one really pushing the band forward, booking all the shows and pretty much trying to take care of just about everything except for a small part of the technical stuff. But basically I've always been the driving force of my band and even just trying to get seven people together to do rehearsals. It's a lot of work. And honestly, if this didn't happen, You know, maybe the band would be over by now because just of all the burnout that I'm experiencing. So basically, I'm just taking this time to step back and reassess um, what I want out of life. I mean, I've had this band for about 10 years now and, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. So, you know, I'm just really taking this time to reassess what I want because, you know, once things do start opening back up, you know, maybe my life priorities will change or you know, maybe I just might decide, you know what, maybe this isn't, you know, as fun as it used to be, yeah. you know, maybe it's just become too much work. So, I mean, me, I'm kind of at a crossroads right now, and I'm trying to figure out what it is I want to do moving forward. I, and
0: I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. No, I, I said I think that the great thing about you know being a musician, especially like in the in the convention scene, that people just want to go and have fun and also sing along to things that they love, you know, to sing or hear things that they love to 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 hear. Like um, e- even bands where it's where there's nobody singing, like Acacia. Every time you you do a song like like you do uh, you know Fighting Dreamer, um, like people sing along with it and have a blast with it and they, even though like you're not singing with it and it's great time captain savvy your whole thing is a karaoke like or like sing along it's it, it's and it's phenomenal i love like i i i never get to like actually go to conventions and, and like enjoy a whole full performances of you guys and it always feels really terrible because like you know conventions are just like 100% work for me uh, until the nightlife. And but like I love I will always try to stop to pop in and watch you guys for a song or two and like I, I just love it. And I love seeing you guys like that's my friends on stage and also just the fact that you guys are just spreading so much joy and everything at conventions. And um, you know, like I think like with, with you, Minx, the thing is is that like, yeah, you might be burned out and everything, but like you have so much that you can still do where like you can just go solo and just be like, Hey, I'm gonna just go up on a guitar and just sing some stuff and uh i and i think that's such, that's awesome and i i would hate for you to not do anything with music with conventions i guess it's like what i'm trying to say and there's so much for you to well- do
3: Yeah. And, and I think that's one thing that I would tell a lot of people that are considering getting into like this type of scene in the convention scene is that if you're doing music or if you're running a panel, you know, you're really not getting to sit there and enjoy the convention. You are working. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is like how much work you have to put in before the convention, how much time you have to dedicate to your art during the convention and then, you know, unfortunately, nine times out of 10, when you're done, it's not like anybody comes and says, thank you. You just pack up your stuff and go. It's a very thankless job.
0: Mm. Yeah, but you do. I mean, you need to hear your fans, though. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, well, and and,
3: I, <laughs> I, and and that's and that's the great thing. So, I mean, that that's like the that's the big takeaway is like when people show up to your show and like they are engaged with you during your show, like that's obviously the best part of the whole thing. But, you know, it's. It's really, really, really hard to, you know, kind of be like a one person, you know, one person driving a whole group. Absolutely. So, I mean, that that's just like one thing. Like my word of advice to people getting into the scene, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew. There's going to be a lot of growing pains. But if you truly love it, then obviously you're going to keep doing it. And I would like to think that I'm proof of that because I've done this from, for like over 10 years now.
2: Absolutely. I just wanted to piggyback a little bit too and kind of say – uh, one of the kind of scarier sides of that too is that not sometimes they're not engaged, and sometimes when you're seeing it, you see a performance where the singer or the people that are trying so hard to get a crowd involved, trying to get them to clap, and try, and it can be soul crushing when you're in a room <laughs> and nobody is is playing along or nobody's getting into it, and that yeah. that can be really hard to bounce back from. Uh, so <laughs> it's 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 not for the faint of heart. It is a lot of work, and yeah. I'll say, um, I mean, at least for us, the cons has been mostly we do our performance, we'll walk around a little bit. We spend like seventy percent in the hotel room. We <laughs> we, we we're con hermits. <laughs> oh wow! That, but yeah, it, it, yeah. Go ahead. Oh I'm, no, no, I'm finished.
0: Oh, oh absolutely. I, I was just gonna ask you guys like, you know, if, if for people who do want to get, you know, people who do like want to either start a band or just start performing at conventions, like what what are like what's the number one advice that you would give them? Kind of just to go off of what Minx was saying.
1: Yeah, I guess kind of. No rejection is going to happen like you're going to apply to some cons and you might get, you know, a rejection thing back and to not let that get to you too much and just keep trying that and to like before you get out and perform, you know, record yourself doing stuff like whether that's um you're trying to go into the idol scene and you want to like, you know, dance and sing at conventions, Do some of that on your own and like record yourself. So that way, a lot of conventions will Video examples, stuff like that, and you'll already have that stuff. Which maybe it makes you look more put together than you really are, but you gotta fake it till you make it. Yeah. Um. Also, just you know, I know Minx was saying you know getting burned out and stuff, and that's something that I've definitely felt as the Indiegogo's leader. Like for the longest time, I was doing a bunch of the stuff, and a lot of weight got taken off of our shoulders when, um, when we went to TitanCon. The first time, like back in 2018, we got our friend Julia to come in and like, "Hey, do you want to like take some photos and stuff with us while we're there?" She ended up going full force. Like she is now our social media girl. Like she redesigned the website I made and just got like she runs our social media and stuff now. And that's another weight off of my shoulders, so I can focus more on booking the gigs and writing out the music and stuff. So, and there's friends that are more than happy to come along with you. Like when I do my solo stuff usually have a friend with me and be like hey can you carry this for me i have my hands full and people are more willing to help you out with you know not overwhelming yourself but you have to ask
0: yeah absolutely
4: yeah and for my inputs on that it's just like well on, on this is that like since i i've i since i run i run a couple of events and everything like definitely as i think it was minx who was mentioning mentioning it or was it Acacia? You, recording yourself in your group would be very helpful. It helps because uh, it'll definitely let people who, who run these events know what your performance is going to be like. And even even if you don't get picked, that you shouldn't let that necessarily stop you because like I said, for us we, we didn't get into AX one year but we decided uh, as long as you follow the rules and guidelines you could do maybe performances outside of the building. Just yeah. enough to get a crowd uh, following to. To get going, see if people will like your performance or not. Another good thing is just also doing the smaller events too. You don't necessarily have to start big. So in May cafes, that's where we start off. You could ask maybe if you know a friend of yours is hosting a cafe or is going to one. Maybe you could if they know the people hosting it, maybe you could come and say, hey, can we can we go perform? You don't necessarily have to also do it for. Yeah, do it for price. You could do it, because for, uh, for us, for us, we started doing things for free, not necessarily, uh, just so we could get ourselves known. Um, but but yeah, you. It's also a lot of just persistence, as like you you are, so, sometimes you will get rejected. Most of the time, you will get rejected. But if you keep going, people there are going to be people who's gonna like what you do, yeah. and it just slowly and surely you're going to get that crowd, and then. You will take notice in that, I mean I mean, they will take notice in that, so yeah
0: that's that's my advice absolutely, all right, How about you, Sam?
2: Well, so much of it, in my opinion, comes down to staying humble hmm. um have fun, stay humble, but the convention scene and here's a little fireman light, but it can be kind of an ego echo chamber, so you really <laughs> want to make sure that you're humble, you're easy to talk to, and you don't frustrate anybody just be yourself be cool with everybody and most of all be thankful to everyone you come in contact with that's involved there's yep. a lot of work gets involved in putting conventions together a lot of work gets put into your space and your room a lot of work gets into uh, your sound team a lot of work gets put into everything and, it, and it's very easy to get caught up in the moment and forget to be grateful for how much you have being in there so that's my parting bit of wisdom for <laughs> any young padawan who is looking to join this seen absolutely
3: um i'm going to kind of go back to what i said if you're truly passionate about something you're going to find a way to make it work and you know basically kind of keep yourself in check too like really have those check-ins with yourself like how am i doing mental health wise like is this having a more positive outcome for me or is this having a more negative outcome because i I've, I've definitely had some up and downs over the years you know whether it's me having you know anxiety in large crowds or you know, I mean, I've definitely done a show where I was not in the best mental health. And yeah, I, you know, went through it. But there are times where I just sat there and went, you know what? I kind of wish I would have canceled. Be sure to take care of yourself first because yeah. you really can't be yourself or give your best show or, you know, basically give what you said that you were going to give if you're not okay. So I would definitely recommend like, you know, have those check-ins with yourself. If you need therapy, get therapy. I love therapy. I'm all about therapy. (laughs) But um, yeah, long story short, do what you love. And if it's, you know, not good for you, it's okay to take a break. Like that's another thing too. Like we're in such a time where social media and engagement and having fans is such a big drive. But there is literally nothing wrong with taking a break for your own health, for your own mental health, for your own safety, for whatever reasons, because if they are really fans, they will wait for you and they will totally be understanding and they'll just be ready and waiting for when you're ready to come back.
0: Absolutely. I like that. And I I think I have I just have the last question for the uh, for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for being here so much. And I I just want to just ask, what is your favorite moment performing at a convention?
2: Well, um, I got to be very honest and say that the, the, the best moment or the best thing for me had been the the Battle of the Bands we did in 2019, uh, competing against two very talented people in this uh, chat, what we're talking about right now. But it was so exciting for me to do something I love, which is to play rock music. So for oh, nice. so long, for six years, we, did, uh, we were always doing the acoustics thing along, which I always loved. It's always a lot of fun, and I really get a lot of pleasure and joy out of it. But when a Battle of the Bands came up, it's like, ooh here's a chance for us to dark horse it because people are expecting this little cutesy acoustic band to come out and we're going to go melt faces. So uh, <laughs> we, that was the ultimate, ultimate experience for, for me in this project. It was so satisfying uh, writing an original song for the first time. And I don't write songs cause I'm, I'm garbage at it, but it was so exciting to get such a good response from that. And that was probably the penalty. And I think, yeah, my, my crew would also agree with me that that was the most fun <laughs> <laughs> thing we've had the chance to do.
0: That's awesome. Already, uh, how about you, Minx? Um.
3: Well, I have to say that I have two favorite moments during a performance because there's just this feeling of like when you're finishing a song, and like just as that last note is ringing out, and then that pause before people start clapping or cheering, like that. I love that kind of like little moment of anticipation because in the beginning I would be so focused on just doing the set that I would kind of tune it out. And I've kind of grown to, you know, love that anticipation and like really listening to people get excited for the songs that we play. And afterwards as well, you know, people coming up and saying like, Oh, you played my favorite song. or Oh, that was so good. So I I definitely love, you know, just all that interaction with the crowd. And I will say if anyone ever catches like a, a video like I have seen some great videos posted by people. In fact, my number one favorite one is a slow-mo video. This was at Anime Expo the last time that we played in Lounge 21. Someone had made a giant taco, but it had a little flap door that he kept pins in. But, you know, he was standing in front of the stage and Andrew, our bassist, like just reached out grabbed this taco to start banging it on against the base like to play the bass with a giant taco and that flap just opens up and all the pins start dumping out and this is in slow-mo and just watching his reaction of like i'm rocking out and then what is happening oh my god (laughs) literally best midnight shinigami video ever
0: that's awesome i have to watch that video Alrighty. I, I
3: will totally tag you in it.
0: Oh, please do. <laughs> All right, how about you, Martin? Okay, so I I think
4: I I I think hands down our our favorite our best performance or best feeling whatever uh at at a performance was had to be I think it was twenty eighteen. I think it was twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen uh performance for uh at ALA for their cowboy Cowboy Bebop musical tribute. They actually asked us out to go perform perform that. Uh, uh perform that. And what's cool about this is they actually got the original English dub cast for Cowboy Bebop to also be there. And we just went on stage and we played a whole bunch of cowboy bebop songs in front of everybody and it was cool especially the fact that we were there with the original voice actors such as steve blum he was also there we we all took pictures at the end and it, and it was great the crowd was really loving our performance it just i i never imagined that we'd be able to we'd even be we'd even get this close to to performing into uh, this kind of big event uh uh for Econ. so it was it was a very fun performance for
0: us. We, we enjoyed it. <laughs> That's awesome. And Acacia.
1: Um so September 2018 we went to the first uh Fangia con. Um so this they they call themselves like Fandoms Collide. Um their thing is that they're they have anime sci-fi um pretty much a little bit of everything there and it was their it was their first year. Um And so we had a, we had a set pretty early on the first day and it was a smaller convention. So, and the last couple of performances we'd had before that were kind of mixed. A lot of people were there or not a lot of people were there and we had like a smaller crowd, but we were just literally like inside, they had us like set up by the dealer hall. And I think the dealers were happy with us because like, you know, a lot of bands that go out and perform, it's like, you know, loud rock music and stuff. And meanwhile, oh. Here we are, this cute little acoustic trio—two flutes and a and a guitar. <laughs> you know, easy <laughs> setup. <laughs> so I think the dealers were happy to have some. Um, but so we're up, we're up there doing our thing, and in front of us, like there was like a small crowd, literally like just all sitting down, chilling in front of us. And we played. Um, we do a cover of "Simple and Clean" from Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> and the whole crowd was like clapping along and like waving their hands. And oh my, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> it's my favorite. I love you know, <laughs> engaging with the crowd like that.
0: That's amazing. I love that. And um, and, and yeah, thank you so much, you guys, for sharing everything uh, today and being here. You guys are awesome. I can't wait to see you guys in IRL and everything else. And um, we're, I don't have any more questions for you guys. The last thing is, is where can people find more information about y'all's band? And uh, Cap- Captain Savvy, where can they find Captain Savvy?
2: Well, for those of you who are 35 and up, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we're still on Facebook. Uh, we're still trying to post on that. We have an Instagram, uh, at CSS Crew. Uh, keep an eye out. We're trying to post some stuff when we can. We're you know we're still meeting up and still jamming a little bit. But the best thing, if, if you really want to hear us or check us out, is um, keep in touch with your cons. If there's a con close to you that you want us to play at, let us know. There's 100 cons. We can't keep track of all of them. So if you want to see us at your favorite, just tell us where it is, and we'll we'll make it happen.
0: Absolutely. All right. What about you, uh, Minks?
3: Well, I mean, we are all so old and do the the book of faces. So um, <laughs> definitely on that. And um, you can listen to our music on Spotify, iHeartRadio. You know, anywhere that you can stream music. Uh, we we use a pretty good distributor, so pretty much you can find us just about anywhere on the interwebs. But I would say that Facebook is the primary source. Um, I use my Instagram a lot. Like there is a midnight shinigami Instagram, but I'll be completely honest. I barely touch it. So if you want to follow me, you can follow me at minx underscore midnight. Um, I post stuff on there all the time, especially if you like cats and just nerdy stuff. I will post that. (laughs) I'm also, I'm also like a big LARPer and trying to get into D and D and stuff, but you know, you have to have more than one person to play that. So You know, just things I'm working on. I'm expanding on my nerd card, basically. I've I've been primarily an anime nerd, trying to expand that nerd cred just a little bit.
0: Yeah. I, I I'm so sorry. I just, I find it so hilarious that you started with LARPing and then went to D and D like the exact opposite of everybody else. So you're like the salmon of like the role playing where you just like, you just like jumped in and you're just going upstream. <laughs> like-
3: well, it's funny because growing up I started with acting and things like that. So when I found LARPing, I was oh. like, wait, this is for me to use my acting and dressing up and stuff. Sign me up.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. No, I love it. I just, I just, I also just find it a little funny as
3: well. Yeah, I did things totally backwards and I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah,
0: heck yeah. All right, and you Martin? Where can they find yeah. driving rec- recklessly with seat belts?
4: So, yeah, we we also use the Facebook. Um I think that's just an easy way to get our na- everyone's names across, but yeah, we use Facebook. We also use you- YouTube. We've put we do put some of our performances and other various clips on it, so if you want to check us out, you could watch us there. We also have an Instagram that we that we also uh would post updates of just just silly stuff that we also do there. I think we do have a Twitter, so I think we do, but you do I, <laughs> okay, so there we go. see so you could tell how much we actually don't use that Twitter as often as we do, but yes, so yeah, you could f- you could find us all in those, in, in those social media sites. I've
0: been using more Twitter since I was suspended from Facebook for 30 days. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, and Acacia, where can they fi- uh, find Flautist Acacia and the Indiegogos?
1: Well, me, I exist as Flautist Acacia on Facebook's which is mostly updates from my Instagram. <laughs> 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 um, I've got I have a YouTube channel and a um, SoundCloud account where you can find my flute covers. Everything's flautist Acacia. Um, the Indigo goes, we have the Book of Faces, we have the Instagram, we have the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Don't have Twitter because Twitter's awful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're also on Twitch as well. Does anybody all stream on Twitch by any chance? No. No. Okay, <laughs> no problem. No problem at all. Oh, is right. on, on do
1: twitch, twitch at Flo oh
0: <laughs> do what what means
3: I said people still do twitch, oh my god oh
0: man it's it's so big. people are jumping ship from Facebook to Twitch anyways. But then, um, yeah, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for your time. And thank you, listeners, for listening. And you can check out all of our shows and podcasts on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and any podcast app. Also, go to our website for our other seven podcasts and more. This is, a, again, a bonus episode. So definitely tune into our normal uh, episodes of the Grand Geekery. And our music has been provided by Midnight Shinigami. And uh, please go on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I stream five times a week on Twitch during the quarantine. Also, we have our Let's Plays, our cooking show, and Popmosis film on YouTube. And we have all of our articles on our website as well. Have a great week. Wash your hands. Be safe. Listen to all these people and check them out and follow all of them. And GGG. Yay. <laughs>
2: Grand Geek Gathering